After some technical difficulties on Wednesday, we are back live, rocking and rolling, TGIF, thank goodness it's Friday edition of the show, 4th of July weekend edition, you're locked and loaded on to the number one source for Alabama football news, notes, and information, that being in my own words, with yours truly, your man, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, appreciating everybody for tuning in on today as we're bringing this live to you from Tuscaloosa streaming this to you via YouTube speaking of the channel go ahead right now draw uh, give a thumbs up a like on the show and hit that subscribe button turning on all of those notifications that you can have the best news notes information on your Crimson Tide speaking of touchdown Alabama magazine you can purchase individual copies of the magazine the link will be in the description magazines will be sent to your door you can purchase your own you can purchase individual copies of touchdown alabama magazine have your own keepsake here of the brand also today special special day here if you tonight if you are calling number nine if you are calling number nine tonight you get to walk away with a special prize a commemorative print uh, former Alabama running back Trent Richardson signed by him, signed by the man himself, which is a print of his touchdown run in the fourth quarter of the BCS National Championship game 2012 off the 2011 season. This print showing him, you know, helping Alabama get the 21 to nothing win over LSU in New Orleans, Louisiana. So if you are caller number nine tonight, you get to walk home with this band. Bad boy right here. We definitely want you a part of the conversation. This print courtesy of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and our good friends at T-Town Men's Wear. But as always, we address the better half of the room, the man, the myth, the legend, the maestro, none other than Mr. John Ivory. John, tell the folks what's up. How you feeling? Been doing really well tonight. Hey, light the chat up. Make sure y'all call in to win that uh, Trent Richardson autograph picture and uh, share the show. We're going to have a great show today. We're going to have a rocking show. We want you being a part of the conversation. And you can do this by calling 205 448 1358. The number once again, 205 448 1358. And one more time, 205 448 1358. We got a special guest coming on tonight former Alabama safety, Super Bowl champion Roman Harper. I am just on pins and needles, excited to get a chance to talk to him as he is a phenomenal ambassador of Crimson Tide football. But we hop into a little bit of an update here to start the show. Big ups to Alabama freshman defensive back Jaquez Robinson, who was a part of the 2020 class coming in. He actually came on campus early during the Crimson Tide's practice for Michigan in the uh, Citrus Bowl here. Robinson making the Dean's List, according to the information the letter tweeted out here by his father. To, in order to make the Dean's List, you have to take at least 12 hours of course study and accumulate a grade point average of 3.5, which is the equivalent of a B plus. Jaquez Robinson has done this, so big kudos to him uh, getting the job done in the classroom as well as trying to find a way to get playing time this upcoming season as a freshman. So who? So huge kudos there for, to four-star defensive back Jaquez Robinson. But we now get into, folks, topic number one of the conversation, and here we go again. It's never truly an offseason, John. It's never truly an offseason unless some reporter, some media outlet is throwing something out there about Alabama football and Crimson Tide football not being good at something, not being great at something, not being dominant at something. It's never truly an offseason until a media outlet or a reporter says something about Alabama to poke the Crimson Tide, to poke uh, Coach Saban. I've mentioned here a couple of shows back on how 
There are many things that motivate Coach Saban. Uh, his players do. Uh, the coaching staff does. You ask the Crimson Tide fan base, you guys do an unbelievable job of your fire, your passion, your excitement that carries you know, the, the program forward. So big ups to you guys also. His family motivates him as well. But I mentioned how national media too plays a role in the motivation of Nick Saban. I go back to 2015, and this is way before Dan Wolken, our buddy at USA Today, put out the story that he put out. Uh, it was at SEC Media Days that year as the pundits convened at Hoover for the uh, the event and the conversation that was sparked off by guys like Paul Feinbaum and Joey Galloway and David Pollack, those guys were talking about how you know, Alabama doesn't have concrete, they have too many question marks. There's not a concrete answer at quarterback. There's not a concrete answer at this position or that position. So a lot, a lot of those guys felt like other teams, other programs had, you know, more pieces, more talent, more con more concrete answers at specific positions in Alabama. And then, of course, then you bring in the Dan Wolken article after the loss to Ole Miss, and Alabama took the criticism, took the naysay, and rode it all the way to a national championship. And uh, Brad Edwards, the analyst for ESPN, resurfacing – an old story. On June 22nd, he did an SEC preview video piece. And in the video piece, he mentioned verbatim, Alabama no longer the undisputed king of college, the undisputed king of the SEC. Alabama no longer the undisputed king of the SEC. And he brought up the reason for this being LSU unseated Alabama in Tuscaloosa, 46-41. to 41. And then the Tigers would go on to win a conference championship, a national championship. Then he throws in, you look at Auburn, they've won two of the last three Iron Bowls. But he throws in Georgia, took Alabama down to the wire in the 27, 2017 and 2018 seasons. And then the biggest nugget Brad Edwards threw out here was the foundation, the thing that made Alabama so great has started to crumble. And, and I want to hit on that in just a moment here because that was a direct shot at not only the Alabama defense, but that was a direct shot to head coach Nick Saban. But first off, he mentions LSU, you know, unseating Alabama. For the Tigers, we know first national championship in 12 years since 2007. First conference championship since 2011. First time beating Alabama in, you know, eight years. And uh, you, you look back at just the celebrations that LSU had, uh, they all were different, right? I mean, I, I, LSU beat Georgia in the SEC title game, 37 to 10, like Georgia stole something. Georgia didn't have a window. Georgia didn't have a window. It, 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 the, the dogs didn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out when Alabama, when the LSU beat them, right? Georgia had no offense, absolutely no offense whatsoever. They got beaten to death like a motherless child, thrown out like a prom night dumpster baby. I mean, LSU just abused Georgia, but LSU came home like a big whoop. We're used to this. Then they go in the college football playoff semifinal against Oklahoma, and it embarrasses Lincoln Riley, one of the best offensive minds in the game, but LSU acts like, hey, we've been there before. Then they go against Clemson in the national championship against Trevor Lawrence, somebody of whom people equate as God's gift to the quarterback position. LSU embarrasses him, but then LSU once again, Big whoop, no big deal. But that celebration against Alabama, boy, did that hit different. I'm talking about after that win, which LSU had to hold on to escape by five because that was an Ali Frazier prize fight in the second half. You had LSU players taunting Alabama fans, taunting Crimson Tide recruits. You had Gatorade being thrown on Coach O. Coach O's your run, couldn't control himself. And then you had... 
Of course, Coach O in the locker room going, this is our house now. We're going to beat them in everything. We're going to whoop them in recruiting. We're going to whoop them on the field. You know, roll, tide, you know, blank you, you know the words he used. You know, we're going to take over Alabama. I mean, after LSU gets back to Baton Rouge, there was a crowd of folks, I mean, literally waiting on the Tigers and Joe Burrow goes down the runway high-fiving folks. He wasn't doing that against Clemson, against Georgia, against, of course, Oklahoma, but he was doing that against Alabama. The celebration hit differently. Of course, you know, Auburn, Alabama's like their Super Bowl. People stormed the field. Two girls got caught in the bush after the game, got stuck in the bush. I was there. A guy that was drunk nearly almost ran me over. So when you look at Auburn, they're not sold on national championships. Their thing is beating Alabama. If their thing was national championships, Gus Malzahn would no longer be there. He's still there because in the mind of an Auburn Tiger fan, it's, well, he's the only one that can make the games interesting against Alabama every third, fourth, or fifth year. If he's not there, who are we going to get? And then, of course, Georgia, I mean, Kirby Smart had Nick Saban held at gunpoint in 2017 and 2018. I'm referring to the national championship game and the SEC title game, and Kirby just couldn't pull the trigger. It is what it is. Alabama runs college football. Alabama runs the SEC. When you are on, when you're in national media, you got to talk Bama football. You got to discuss the Crimson Tide because if you're not discussing the Crimson Tide, the bills are not getting paid. Uh, you're not getting the revenue. You're not getting the ratings. You're not getting the funds because Alabama's pulling in the bulk of the conversation. But just getting back to the biggest thing that Edward said uh, about the foundation, the biggest part of the foundation for Alabama football, the thing that Coach Saban built the program on starting to crumble. The offense is trending upward. The defense is headed in the opposite direction. Even if Coach Saban did not hear or see this video, somebody on the staff did. And I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar, somebody on the staff saw this video and got the attention of Dylan Moses. Got the attention of uh, DJ Dale. Got the attention of LeBron Ray. Got the attention of Christian Barmore, of Joshua McMillan, of Patrick Sertan II. Got the attention of the leadership guys on this defense and said, look at this. They're saying you can't do it no more. They're saying y'all washed up. They're saying y'all put a fork in y'all, y'all done. They're saying y'all trash. They're saying y'all garbage. They're saying y'all ain't hitting on nothing. Look at what they're saying about y'all. What y'all going to do about that? What y'all going to say about that? How y'all going to handle that? How y'all going to clap back on them? I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody on this coaching staff has shown these players that video that Brad Edwards put out via ESPN in the SEC preview, and it's getting the players riled up because this defense is taking itself very seriously this season. And, and, and I've mentioned before, I've mentioned this before, when uh, Alabama's hit with motivation, it's the third year in a series where Alabama strikes to win the national championship. It didn't get it in 2007 or 2008, 2009 national title, right? It didn't win in 2013 or 2014, 2015 national title. It did not win in 2018, 2019, 2020. This is the third year in a series, folks. Keep your eyes on it. Potential strike here. National championship. I know Coach Saban doesn't care about a lot of the hearsay and the hoopla that goes on in national media, but this is another piece. This is another form of motivation. People saying, Bama don't got it. Players don't got it. Coaching staff don't got it. Bama no longer the undisputed king of the SEC. LSU's better. Auburn's won on them. You know, Georgia's took them down for the wire. Here's that shot here for this Alabama leadership. For the Crimson Tide veteran players, for the Crimson Tide experience to prove, hey, we're still the king of the block. We're still numero uno. We're still the best in the business. And they got a chance to do this in the upcoming season there. So pr pretty interesting thing they're coming from uh, Brad Edwards. So we, we've already seen it first and foremost from uh, the likes of Dan Woken after the loss to Ole Miss. Alabama no longer the king. Run out championships done. Run of championships in the books. And now 
here is Brad Edwards saying the exact same things. The foundation of Bama football crumbling. Defense crumbling. Offense is great. Defense and not so much. Taking that direct shot. Poking the bear there in Nick Saban. Well, this is going to be a very interesting year, folks, as people counting the tide out. This is a moment for Coach Saban and this program to strike and do what they do, which is contend for national championships. But we're going to take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting you warmed up here on a Friday. Upon our return, we entertain your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your texts, your questions, your concerns. It's time to talk Alabama football with your man right after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Got a new offer from our sponsor, Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes. For all In My Own Words fans, Take 10% off all orders over $30. Use code TDAEMILYS at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. The link will be in the description. For the month of July, everyone who purchases using this code will have a chance to win a $25 gift certificate. For every $30 spent, your name goes to the drawing. Winners will be announced in August. Go to emilysheirloompoundcakes.com, check them out, show them some love. All right, folks, we are back into the action here on the number one source of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday. Got the man John Ivory with me as I do each and every time. It's your time, Bama Nation. Before we get into that, looking for caller number nine. If you are caller number nine tonight, you walk away with a very special prize. It's commemorative print here of four. Former Alabama running back Trent Richardson signed by the man himself. This is the national touchdown, the national championship touchdown run he had in the 2012 BCS title game off the 2011 season against LSU in New Orleans, Louisiana, helping the Tide win 21 to nothing. So caller number nine, you get to walk away with this commemorative print courtesy of us, courtesy of, uh, of us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine, but also our good friends at T-Towns Men's Wear. But, folks, as always, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. We got our first caller in the queue on a Friday. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on, caller? What's going on, Steven? Doing good, man. Doing good. We're trying to give away this Trent Richardson print here, man. Yeah, I was trying to be the ninth caller, so evidently I must have been the first one, huh? Yeah, you were the first one, buddy. <laughs> I heard that. Look, man, Roll Tide, what we got coming, uh, coming on for the uh, new season here? As far as, uh, as far as position coaches. They, well, uh, right now, did they give anybody like uh, new internships and jobs? They move anybody new, up are, on the bracket? Are they doing? Are they doing any new internships and jobs? I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not 100 sure. I know if you would go to RollTide.com, they may have something posted there in terms of internships and jobs. Definitely, I would check out RollTide.com. But just in terms of the coaches on the staff, this is a hungry group, man. They're hitting the recruiting trail hard. Alabama now with Looks ten. Like it. Looks like it. Oh, yeah, the Alabama now with 10 verbal commitments. The latest one, Dallas Turner, the four-star out of Florida. And uh, this is a group that's trying to get back and win a national championship. Yeah, he look like he's going to be hungry on, on the end over there. He, he, oh, he, he, he looks like he is, man. He look, Saban looks like he is. You know, the coaches with him looks like they are. And, you know, for the first time in a while, you kept some continuity. I think, I think this is probably the first offseason where – Alabama did not lose a coach to another job. Amen. 
So this, so, so this was, was literally the first offseason where Bama got some continuity. I believe that. And, I, you know, we can see it. I believe this is going to end up being a good uh, class before it's all said and done. I really do. It's got a shot to do yeah, so right like now. It. Yeah, it's got a shot to do so right now. Ten guys, uh, coaching staff, very excited to get more this month or more throughout the summer. So it started off slow, and you know the coronavirus had a, a, quite a bit to do with that. But Saban's working the Zoom calls, he's working the FaceTime, and these young men are coming on in. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that just from what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm glad they're getting in some uh, some good targets. We need a good tight end uh, target. I don't know whatever happened with uh, tight end targets from la- uh, last season, but I know we need a, a good tight end addition for this uh, this uh, next season. Well, they're working on getting that man, and hopefully they'll be able to bring that in for 2021. But we appreciate you calling in, man. Continue to listen to us. Every day. Thank you. No problem. Appreciate the call. They're starting us off here on a Friday, but – Interesting topic here, John, as everybody's getting their thoughts together. Once again, 205-448-1358, the number to call in to be a part of the show. The man, Derek King Henry, ladies and gentlemen. This dude, literally, the NFL's rushing champion this past season, 1,540 yards, 16 touchdowns. And in his fourth year where people told him, in the draft process for 2016, you're too big, you're too tall, you're not going to transition over to the game, you don't catch the ball out well, you don't catch the ball well out the backfield, the big backs are just not in anymore at the pro level, and he proved everybody wrong. And right now, this dude, as you're watching the video, running up a hill, doing push-ups on the hill, with the medicine ball, throwing the medicine ball into a spot on the hill, catching footballs, just going through an insane workout at 6'3", 247 pounds. And, and as much as I want to be rational by the Tennessee Titans and paying Ryan Tannehill the money that they paid him, $118 million, the more I watch this, the other half of my brain goes, why did they not pay Derrick Henry? I mean, I get it, Ryan Tannehill, but they franchise tagged him? They franchise tagged Derrick Henry? The guy that in the two biggest postseason games, the two biggest games last year for the Titans, all Derrick Henry did was have at least 30 carries against the Patriots and the Ravens, the two best run defenses in the NFL, had at least 180 yards rushing against both teams, just went completely bonkers. But before I continue that rant there, got another call in the queue to start the Friday. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Hey, Stephen M. It's Spencer Ravel here. I thought I'd knock one more off the list so these people start calling in. All right, so we got caller number well, two in Spencer. What's going on, man? <laughs> well, I was going to call, call in Wednesday, but everything kind of got turned off on me on Wednesday. So let me go ahead and back up a little bit to Wednesday. I was so excited for Dallas Turner when, he's, um, when he made his commitment. I literally fell down in the floor, kicked my legs up in the air like my grandkids did first time they tasted chocolate milk. Oh my God, Spencer! You get hey, you you get the clap of the day, buddy. You get the clap. You get the clap of the day for that one. I, I was very excited for the Dallas Turner commitment as as Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, said on Wednesday, "This is a special talent. You know, this is somebody that can rush off the edge, that can really truly affect the quarterbacks. Got tremendous quickness." If I'm Sal Sanceri right now, I'm a child in a candy store because you've got so much talent at that outside linebacker position from the 2019 class, the 2020 class, and what's going on right now. That is so true. I love all these naysayers out there saying Obama's done and we ain't got no future. We're over with. But what I'm saying is we're getting more and more loaded every, t- every day. I mean, more and more unloaded, and, 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 and like I mentioned, C- Coach Saban doesn't pay the national press no attention. Now, for a coach on the staff that may have saw 
the video that Brad Edwards put out. It would not, I would not put it past them to maybe show a Dylan Moses or show a Christian Barmore and be like, hey, you know, these guys think y'all soft. They think y'all over with and just add more feel to the fire that, you know, this defense is planning on showing this year. Because as I mentioned on a recent show, you know, all the names that hold weight on this roster defensively that are back that Alabama fans love, you know, all the names that hold weight are back. That is true, sir. That is a fact. Well, let me get off the queue here so other people can call in so who can get that uh, great Trent Richardson photo there. Thank you, sir, and I appreciate your time. Appreciate that, Spencer. Calling in here, helping us out on a Friday. Calling number two. Remember, calling number nine here, folks, gets a special commemorative print here of former Alabama running back Trent Richardson signed by the man himself. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Upon our return, we sit down with another ambassador of tight football, former Crimson Tide safety, and Super Bowl champion Roman Harper. Don't miss it because it's coming up after this. If you want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back in from the break, folks, on the hottest show on the streets, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday. For the caller that was just trying to call in before the break, be call in in the second, in the second call segment right for this. Just call in, call back in the second call segment. Still waiting on caller number nine to get this commemorative print autograph print of Trent Richardson from the 2012 BCS title game off the 2011 season but we go on over to the in my own words hotline where we pick up a former Alabama safety and a Super Bowl champion who is a blessed father of four we got the man from Prattville Roman Harper brother what's going on I'm doing well um just kind of relaxing and just trying to take him a day get ready for a July weekend Appreciate having you on here on the show, Roman. And uh, first and foremost, my man, a, a huge congratulations to you in, in fatherhood, baby number four. Kudos to you, know, you and you and your wife. How is parenthood for the fourth time around treating you thus far? Uh, it never gets easier. Uh, team no sleep is real. And uh, I just know I got to get to six months, man. I've done this before. I just got to keep believing and I can keep going uh, the kids are adjusting, they're older, and everybody's really just loving on, excuse me, loving on uh, on soul as much as they can. And uh, it's been good. It's, it's a unique experience. No kid is ever the same. And uh, he's actually pretty good. He's not a bad baby at all. We got Roman Harper here on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, former Crimson Tide safety played from 2002 to 05 and a Super Bowl champion in 2009 with the New Orleans Saints. And speaking of the Saints here, Roman, you were one of those guys that came to Alabama at a time where it was not popular, and you set those building blocks in motion for success, especially in your senior year. But then you go to New Orleans, you hook up with Sean Payton, with Drew Brees, and you guys start to hone in on a winning culture there as well. When you got the uh, Hall of Fame uh, invitation to go in, what, what, what were the emotions like? What were the, feeling, what were the feelings like you getting a chance to go in to, to the Hall of Fame for an organization that you helped bring success to? Well, um, I was excited. It's always a pleasure and honor to be in any kind of thing, ring or greatness or any time you have any kind of accolades. It's always a blessing. I was extremely honored. But 
Uh, just to be honest, it was not a surprise. It was not a shock. It was good, you know, uh, all the guys that I played with, they all made it in and done some things. So it was good to actually be able to do that. But I'm just really looking forward to really just celebrating my, you know, my parents, everybody that really poured in the room, uh, allowing them to actually be celebrated on too because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be there. And then also uh, the guy that I get to go in with, with Jari Evans, one of my best friends from the NFL, part of my classmates, and hopefully he's going to be the guy that's going to get the real gold jacket going to the real Hall of Fame and uh, really help solidify our class as one of the better draft classes throughout the NFL in the last 30 years. For a minute here, Roman, just take me back to that 2009 Super Bowl season that you had. I know you had, you know, 102 tackles, but it just seems like everything clicked, not just on offense, but on defense. You know, players were having fun. You were running around the field, you know, knocking guys' heads off, making plays. Just what what were some of the best memories from that Super Bowl season? You know, I would want – it was never a memory – on the field, all the best memories we had were completely off the field. That team, we partied hard, we played hard, we hung tight. It was great, and it was also before all of the social media stuff. So everybody was all engaged all the time. There was no, like, we're all hanging out and somebody's on the phone. And No, we all hung out, we all hung out. And those are the best times. And to me, I feel like the best teams are always the ones that have the best relationships. And, you know, you're, you're willing to go just a little bit more for the person beside you when you love that person, when you care about them. Like, you actually care about what they feel about you. So, I think that is what I take back is all the relationships and the brother, people that are called brothers from that team and from that 0-9 season, how, how tight we all have stayed, how we all get back together and we can just kick it right back up like we've never missed a beat. Folks, if you're just tuning in to the show on a Friday, we got former Alabama safety Roman Harper, who played from 2002 to 05 on the line. Also Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints in 2009. Had a great 11-year career in the pros. And Roman, being a native of Prattville, what made you say yes to uh, the University of Alabama? I mean, what what made this program comfortable for you to give your yes and come play in Tuscaloosa? What sold you on Tide football? All right, so three things. Um, I didn't grow up in Alabama State. I grew up in Alabama State. Everybody knows that HBCU out of Montgomery, Alabama, so I didn't grow up in Alabama. All right, it comes down to three things. This is what it was based upon. You can tell what I'm thinking about as an 18-year-old kid. All right, number one, the colors were closer because I was going to stay within the state. My brother just, my older brother just signed with Troy University. My mom, Troy State, my mom wanted me to stay close, you know, so they could not have to travel so far, things like that. I was and so I was going to stay within the state. I had every school offer me. So Alabama's colors were similar to what I wore in Prattville, so I knew I looked good in it. Auburn's not so much. Uh, it was blue and orange. I just didn't know how I was going to look in it. That was one thing. Number two, Alabama was Nike at the time. Auburn was Russell Athletic. I felt like that was an upgrade. Like, I had Russell Athletic in high school. I didn't want to have it in college. Even though they changed to a couple other things while I was in college. But and then the third thing, I liked my DB coach, Chris Thurman, more than the DB coach at Auburn. He didn't seem like he really liked me that much. And he got fired the very next year. So it wouldn't even matter. But still, those are my deciding factors. We got Roman Harper here on the line, former Alabama safety and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints here on the line. When you look at this upcoming season, Roman, when you talk Alabama football, especially on the defensive side, because you play defense, what are you looking at this year from those guys on defense? Who do you expect to see or who would you like to see step up more on that side of the football? to be able to take that next step and, and claim that to be the great corner or the great player that you have all of the capability of doing. I, I think, um, you know, that's just what I think. I think he's going to be the next guy that has to take that step. We also need to find somebody who can actually pressure the quarterback on a consistent basis up front. At the end of the day, Alabama has plenty of talent. They got tons of athletes. They're really good. They're fit. They're, they're, say somebody's got to go out there and hit somebody and say, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. That defense last year was not tough. They didn't stop anybody on third down, and teams did what they wanted. I know you still had some early draft picks and some guys this, that, and the other, 
But that defense is not good. And until Alabama's defense plays better consistently, they're not going to be able to stop teams. You can't go out there and beat every team scoring 30, 40 points, especially this year's offense. I don't see that happen. So I think Alabama defensively, they need to get a lot tougher and they need to make somebody to where they can actually get some stops on third down as well, rushing the passer and not playing so much, you know, just man-to-man. I think they need to mix up some zone. They need to continue to grow defensively, I feel like. Got to go challenge here for the Alabama team from Roman Harper. Got to get tougher, got to get nastier, got to get gritty there in the trenches and also in the back end challenging one, Patrick Sertan. But, Roman, so getting back to a defense that was tough, that was gritty, that was physical, and now it's that 2005 defense that you played on, one of my favorite defenses of all time I grew up. You know, watching you know, you guys, whether it was you, Freddie Roach, D'Amico Ryans, um, uh, my man Rudy Griffin, Simeon Castilla. I mean, y'all were just flying around the football. And probably one of my favorite games was the Tennessee game that year where you had a huge forced fumble to help Alabama you know, get that game-winning field goal 6-3. to three. Take me through that play just a little bit of how you got – at the right spot, at the right time, to pop the ball out the back of the end zone, forcing that fumble there? Well, you know, I've played so much football since then, it's really hard to tell you about one specific play. I would tell you that what I remember about the whole thing is this, all right? They ran a screenplay. I think that's a couple – that's probably the second time they had success on that same screenplay. It was a great play call by them. At the end of the day, I was just trying to run over there and get the guy down. I actually thought he ran me over because I didn't wrap up and I just shot at him. I didn't know he actually fumbled the ball. I just heard the crowd get loud. I know we're in Tennessee's end zone. That's where their fans are mostly at on that side. So I actually thought he ran me over for a touchdown. And then, you know, I hear the crowd going kind of crazy. I get up and I look around like, uh, you know, we were celebrating. So I was just like, okay, I started celebrating too, not knowing exactly what had happened. And I got over to the sidelines and uh, i never forget this. This is what I remember the most. Anthony Madison, my teammate, the cornerback, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my boy and won a Super Bowl. Just let y'all know that, too. Um, so we're getting there. We look at the Jumbotron because we're trying to figure out what happened in the play. He, and Anthony was like, somebody knocked the ball out. So I was like, who knocked it out? I did not know because um, I thought he ran me over. And then look on the Jumbotron, it was me. And I was like, whoa, that was me. And he's like going all crazy. He said, man, that's going to be a Daniel Moore print right there. <laughs> that's what he said. And lo and behold, it was. I never thought about that, but. He told me right there, right after it. And then it wouldn't have mattered if Brody didn't go down there, hook up with DJ Hall for a deep, long pass. Jamie Christian kicking it in for a last-second field goal pretty much to steal it for. So it was a total team thing at the end. But we, we always had to play great defense back then. We had no offense. It's not like today. If we had a team where we had 20, 30 points every game, we probably wouldn't have defeated because our defense was that good. So, Roman, for me, when you look at guys that come from Alabama – the University of Alabama, and trying to go to the NFL and carve out, you know, a big career. You playing 11 years, you played 11 years in the league. What's the biggest advice you would give an athlete coming from Alabama trying to have a strong pro career? Uh, number one is make sure you're ready. I think we have way too many guys sometimes that think they're ready, and I think they could stay and continue to build their draft stock. So you got to understand, it's not that the goal is not to get drafted. The goal is to have a career. Like, and that means doing it for longer and being successful for longer, not just being a quick splash guy. So if you're drafted in the first or the second round, teams are monetarily more invested in you. So they're going to allow you to make more mistakes. You're going to have a little bit more leadway. They expect you to come in and start. So, and, and once you get there, you know, you, you get a little bit more. I understand. I understand you get a little bit more leadway, but, now you're able to get a little bit more tread on the tires and you cannot be a repeat offender. So if you mess up in one thing, you can't be messing up on the same thing week after week. you got to continue to show improvement. And I think that is the thing where it is. You can't just get there and think, oh, man, I arrived. What do you do once you get there? you got to continue to grow, continue to evolve your game, continue to see what makes you tick. And, that, and you just got to make those things happen. I think Eddie Jackson is on his way to be a really good player in this league. But they're not going to have, he's not going to have every season where he has seven turnovers either. But Eddie Jackson is another guy that's really starting to figure some things out. But I want to see guys continue to grow and grow. I don't care about the ones that end the league. I'm talking about the guys at Alabama now. Hey, you guys make sure when you're ready to leave, you're ready to leave. I understand that. Support every single one of these guys. 
But some of these guys that left early that got drafted in the third or fourth round, they could have went back another year and still continue to improve their draft stock. So now they would be much more, you know, going on that path of being much more of a career. You know, the stats of uh, NFL guys, you know, the average career is three years, right? Three years. But if you get drafted in those first two rounds, that average career time goes up to seven years. That's lifetime. That's the second, third contract. That's when the real money kicks in, not your rookie deal. That's like, that's fluff. It costs to be in the NFL. But that second, third contract is when you can really start to generate some, some longevity in your, you know, in your career. And also generational wealth, being able to have something to give to your family and your kids. He's dropping knowledge bombs here on the show. He's former Alabama safety Roman Harper and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints. Joining us live here on a Friday, helping us out, talking Crimson Tide football. Roman, we appreciate you. Be good. Be safe, man. Congrats to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Roll Tide, everybody out there. Always fun to get a chance to talk with one Roman Harper, former Alabama safety and Super Bowl champion. Folks, we're going to take another break here on the show, but go ahead right now. Be in the call-in queue because upon our return, we dive into more of your phone calls, your thoughts, your questions, your chats, your tweets, your concerns. Still looking for caller number nine to give away this commemorative print of former Alabama running back Trent Richardson. We're talking Bama football, and we're doing it after this. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, back in from the break here on the number one source of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, your time Tide Nation, 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. Still looking for caller number nine to take home this commemorative print here, a former Alabama running back Trent Richards sent from the 2012 BCS title game off the 11 season it's signed by the man himself but we go to Wayne who's in the queue right now Wayne it's Friday 4th of July weekend how you feeling buddy it's TDA it's Friday it's the 4th of July weekend Roman Harper on the phone I've got the print hanging on the wall Daniel Moore snapped the print it was called the Rocky Block how's everybody doing at TDA this Friday Doing well, man. Can't, cannot complain here. Uh, we, we got the news of Dallas Turner, the four-star, committing on Wednesday. And we're getting set for some barbecue for this week. But we start off the barbecue with some in-my-own-words action. It's the barbecue time. I know there's people in the queue wanting to call. Wanting to call, get that Trent Richardson print. He was a beast. He was a beast. That man was a running machine. I've got the poem for Roman Harper, so I'm going to let it rip. I'm going to cut it short tonight. So, Number nine can get in here and get the get the get the picture from Trent Richardson. So just tell me when you're ready, Stephen. Go ahead, man. It was October the twenty second, two thousand five. It was number seventeen Tennessee versus number five Bama. The third quarter's third Saturday in October. Who would survive? Bama was undefeated. The Vols had lost two. The whole first half was back and forth. Had Bama or Tennessee choked, the third quarter had nearly passed away. The foot of Christensen, the zero Z highway. The fourth quarter had came. It was three to three tie. With ten seventeen left, Roman Harper would make number forty five cry. The ball would roll out the end zone. The Bama fans came alive. The first snap from Crowell. Oh, launches it. 
Down the field to D.J. Hall, shaking and baking Darby, runs the ball to set up the field goal from Christensen, who ended it all. It was 6-3. to three. We said goodbye to Philip Fulmer's Tennessee Vols. All right, everybody, have a great 4th of July weekend. We'll catch everybody again on Monday night. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye-bye, Stephen. Appreciate that, Wayne, and I'm pretty sure Roman Harper would enjoy that poem to the fullest. We go to Driller Carter in the queue. You're live on a Friday. In my own words, what's going on? Hello, Stephen and John. How you guys doing this wonderful Friday evening? This doing, is a Perry do, County fan on the line. Doing good. Doing very well. It's 4th of July weekend. Probably going to get some barbecue later on in the weekend, but get a chance to entertain the fans today, which is always good. Okay, just enjoying the show. And am I number nine, the number ninth caller? No, unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> good try. Okay. Good try, though. <laughs> That is great. You guys have a wonderful weekend, doing an awesome, amazing job, and keep up the good work. Road tide. We appreciate it, Perry County. Love the PC era. They always showing love here on the show. We got another call rolling in here to the queue. You're live on a Friday with them on, in my own words. What's going on? What's going on, Steve? Man, I cannot complain here, man, of yourself. I'm good. All eight. Am I call number nine? No, no, no. <laughs> not quite, man. Not quite. Hi, right, man. But what's on your mind, though? Well, hey, he, he, he wanted to be calling him and I couldn't quite get through. We got another caller. You're live here on the show. What's going on? Good morning, Stephen. This is Scott Berry. I'm calling from Baghdad, Iraq. How are you? Doing fantastic, soaring yourself. I'm fine. I'm loving where we're at this year. Coach Saban and his recruiting, we're looking good. I like where defense is. I think we're in a good, good position. Hope we have a season. That, that, that's the main thing is getting to a season and having a season. I know with the virus it's been crazy, but uh, I know our athletic director Greg Byrne here at Alabama has talked about making sure that the season does happen defensively Alabama is going to be improved offensively it's got a lot of talent so I agree with you I look at, I look I look at Alabama it's in a really good spot to uh to strike this year our O-line looks awesome uh defense the way we're recruiting uh especially in the linebacker positions uh we're looking really really good uh my only hope right now is if we don't have a season for whatever reason um I love our schedule this year. I hope they repeat it next year. I, I would love to have Georgia at home and LSU in Baton Rouge. Ooh, man, you ain't joking now. <laughs> you are not joking now. I mean, I, I want, literally, I want the Georgia game at Bryant-Denny to be a night game. Really do. Uh, we, we could already pretty much tell Baton Rouge against LSU would be a night game. And after last season where Alabama didn't have its first night game until the Tennessee matchup, I want more night games this year. So I will have to write a letter to ESPN or whomever to get Bama some night games. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, hey, listen, you, I'll get off here. You guys have a great evening and uh, roll tide. Appreciate the call, man. We got callers coming in from Iraq, man. This is this is awesome. People are really tuning in to the show. Still waiting on that caller number nine. Uh, JP, what, what, what's that point is at? What's that point is at? Still waiting on that caller number nine. Still waiting on that caller number nine to get this commemorative Trent Richardson print here. But getting back to the actual topic of conversation here, and it's on SEC Media Days, according to Commissioner Greg Sankey of the conference, um, the Media Days has been postponed until further notice due to coronavirus concerns. Now, originally it was set for July 13th to the 16th inside the College Football Hall of Fame and the Omni Atlanta Hotel in Georgia, but with the virus, with growing cases of the virus happening, in the state of Georgia, Commissioner Sankey just concerned about the health and the welfare of the coaches, the athletes, the fans, everybody that is involved. So Media Days has been postponed, delayed until further notice. Now, according to a press release that was put out by Sankey on June 10th, the idea was to have the Media Days be a virtual, be a virtual event. Sankey has been 
working with SEC Network to make sure that if it goes virtual, which is that's the plan, you would have wall-to-wall -wall coverage of everything, which means you would still get the coaches and the coach the coaching interviews, the players talking, the analysis, the reports, all of the data that goes into making this event what it is, you would still have those things, but it would be more so virtual instead of on-site in Atlanta. But we go to another call in the queue. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Oh, what's going on there, Steve? How about yourself? Uh, doing well, man. Doing well. Can't complain here. There you go. Yeah, I uh, just want to call in there and tell you I enjoyed uh, listening to Roman Harper there, man. He was he was a good player there for us. He was a great player in Alabama, great interview, yeah. but not just an ambassador uh, an ambassador of Alabama football, great NFL guy. When you play 11 years in the league, you get a Super Bowl, you're a two-time Pro Bowler, and you're able to get out of football with everything intact, full health, full strength, to be around your family. You can't beat that. That's right there. Yeah, I'm just glad he played for Alabama there where legends are made, right? Absolutely played, you know, three years at Alabama. Started from 03 to 05. He was in Tuscaloosa when it was not popular at the time, but he was one of those guys to start those early building blocks prior to Coach Saban coming in here. There you go. Well, listen, you have a good 4th of July there, you and your family, and uh, roll tight, everybody. Appreciate the call in there, man. Paying some homage there to Roman Harper, who was a fantastic player for the Crimson Tide in the years that he played here. But continuing on with the topic, finishing it up, uh, the new schedule for Media Days, folks, has not come out yet. Once the new schedule comes out, we will be sure to inform you on that, get that out to you. But just going back to Commissioner Sankey of the SEC, um, it's going the media day is going more going virtual uh, for this year due to the coronavirus concerns. It was originally set for July 13th to the 16th in Atlanta. So once the new schedule comes out, once the new schedule is made known, we will get that information to you as soon as possible but we're getting ready to take a another break here on the show but upon our return we touch in on one Najee Harris and the speed training this young man is going through trying to become a faster back in the upcoming season we touch it up after this If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. You can still call in, ladies and gentlemen, as we're back in from the break. Still waiting on that caller number nine to take home this commemorative print, autographed print of Trent Richardson from the 2012 BCS National Title Game off the 2011 season. So 205-448-1358. Phone line still open. 205-448-1358. Waiting for that caller number nine to take home this commemorative print, courtesy of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and also our good friends at T-Town Men's Wear. But as we look at running back Najee Harris, for the Crimson Tide. He is trying to become a more complete back here in the upcoming season. And um, 
He's been training this entire offseason, working his tail off. I remember being able to tell you guys about how he's put together a YouTube channel now. And with the YouTube channel, he's showing you the different exercises he's been doing, the different types of training he's been into, and preparing himself to try to hit on all the goals he has this season, whether it's trying to be a 1,000-yard back again, trying to get some individual accolades, maybe set a couple of team records, uh, put himself in position to win the Heisman Trophy, or even uh, trying to have himself in position to be a first-round draft pick. There are a lot of things that Najee Harris is going after, but trying to be a complete back to get those things. And in conversations I've had with you know former NFL running back Derek Blaylock, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs for uh, quite some time there, and also former Auburn standout Auburn player Brett Lester, who uh, who played from 2004 to 08 with the Tigers, in conversations with both of these guys, they have both told me that you know speed kills. Speed is the biggest thing. Uh, for running backs in college football. Everybody wants to get faster. Everybody wants to you know, be that guy to create the toughest angle, to be difficult to tackle, to be explosive in space with the ball in their hands. And just in the conversation with Blaylock, talking to him, he, he basically said, you know, Najee's main thing this year is speed. Got to get him a bit faster. If he can get his 40 time down, to be in a 4-4 flat, 4-4 flat 40 time, it's going to be game over. Nobody's going to be able to stop him. So, Blaylock has had Harris going on the overspeed treadmill. He's running on the overspeed treadmill. There was even a video of him uh, racing a drone. I mean, that's crazy. Video of him racing the drone. Video of him on the overspeed treadmill. That's from, you know, Blaylock. And then when you mentioned Brad Lester, He's been working on Harris with explosiveness inside, in between the tackles, being aggressive, being a one cut back, and being intentional about making those decisions. The moment that ball touches your hands, already have your mind made up, I'm cutting in and I'm going. One cut, get up the field, get up and down the field, be a north-south intentional running back and being aggressive with that. That's what Brad, uh, Brad Lester is working on, we're working with, with uh, Najee Harris. He talked about how he wants to have Harris train with him in Atlanta throughout the duration of the summer as he is trying to get the young, uh, you know, former five-star ready for this upcoming season with the Crimson Tide. So speed, uh, a big deal there for Najee Harris in the upcoming campaign. And now this was a guy that had a strong year this past season. He had his first 1,000-yard season, first 1,200-yard campaign. We saw how early on, you know, Najee struggled a bit to come out of the box, struggled a bit to be aggressive, to hit the hole, to be intentional, to have the power and speed combinations. Kind of took him a while. Then against South Carolina in week three, of course, we saw him as a dynamic pass catcher from one to a tongue of Aloha, but it wasn't until week four against Southern Miss that he began to scratch the surface of what he could be. But as I mentioned on a previous show, the full confidence didn't hit until the LSU game where another guy came out of the bag there. Harris, 146 yards rushing, you know, one touchdown on the ground. And then he called, you know, a couple of passes against the Tigers, including one for a score as well. So he came out another box against LSU, and then you look at that game, uh, the Tennessee game, uh, of course the Texas A&M game, uh, and then the Auburn game, uh, and the Michigan game, the Citrus Bowl. It was those matchups that he really, really, truly got going. And for a lot of you, the Tide Nation out there, your thought process is, if he can carry the same energy he had from the middle of last season and run with that same energy from start to finish, throughout the entire 2020, then no doubt in our minds, this will be a young man that will have a monster stellar, stellar year. I know national media 
is more so looking at Chuba Hubbard of Oklahoma State or Travis Etienne of Clemson. I know a lot of guys in the SEC are looking at more so Kylan Hill of Mississippi State, but here's a guy in Najee Harris, former, once again, five-star guy out of California in the 2017 class that is a big-time factor and ready to get it done right now. But once again, folks, still waiting on that caller number nine to come home with this commemorative Trent Richardson Pulse, but we'll wait till next week here for caller number nine, waiting to next week here for to give away this commemorative print here of Trent Richardson, courtesy of T-Town Menswear and also Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But looking forward for a big season from Najee Harris. But as always, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. You can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can get this from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered here on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Monday, continuing the conversation that is tied football. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands, children. Do those things legitimately now to not be bored. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Be sure to get your individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. That link definitely in the description. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words.